Twin Peaks is over 30 years old. There's so much more to learn about Twin Peaks. I, we recommend you pick up our book, Twin Peaks Unwrap the Book, to find out even more about the show that you love. We have tons of great stuff. We have over 100 interviews. We have commentary from the community. We have us. We have some great photos that have never been seen by most folks. I think if you're a diehard Twin Peaks fan, you're going to absolutely love this book and you will definitely learn something new. So pick it up at bluerosemag.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm Brian Kazaska, and beside me is... Ben Durant. Hey, Ben. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to be doing episode 17 on this newest of New Year's. Um, we have episode 17. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while since we've... We yeah, caught up I mean, with the Twin I mean, Peaks show. Yeah, because you know, for all of December, we had kind of specials, and 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 yeah, so it pretty much ended with uh, the episodes in November. So it's, yeah. it's been a while. And um, I have to say, episode seventeen is a pretty good episode. I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, well, no, why don't we get into it? Why yeah, let's you, get into you, the facts I, of yeah, the show. So so this is episode seventeen. It was written by Trisha Brooke, directed by. Uh, Rathborn, Tina Rathborn, and this is aired December eighth, nineteen ninety. I kept on hoping that we would we would cross paths that we, you know, because it's been twenty five years. Yeah. But, but yeah, we keep on. We're, we're now in January, so we've now, you know, we, we we've never crossed where we're, we're the exact same week as the show. But I guess that doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> the rating is a seven point four, and it's the seventy fifth place for the week out of all the shows. So, yeah, it's kind of yeah. hovering around that area now. It's hovering, uh, going towards a hundred. <laughs> oh no. Well, hey, if you hit a hundred, no, yeah. that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that'd be great. But but yeah, so I mean, it, it takes place. So when we get into this episode, it's it's been three days later since the whole. Leland dying and kind of uh... yeah they jumped time they jumped uh, to me I thought this was kind of like the first time um, Twin Peaks has kind of skipped over yeah, a I period of time is that right yeah that's right I don't think they've ever it's always been basically one day each episode and yeah. stuff so yeah it's the first time that we've it's funny in a way that like <laughs> they didn't go further than that. Like, so I mean, they can't because I think they want to still stay true to the mystery. But you know, some of these people who are supposed to still be in high school who never go to high school, you probably could have gone five years. But yeah. it's hard with Cooper and stuff to say, oh, we're gonna just jump ahead. That- and it, it makes sense uh, three days because it it's like the wake of Leland. And yeah, they, they're having Leland's wake, and everyone's eating at the house, and uh, Laura, I uh, know Sarah Palmer. You know, they're talking to her. And this is like the most you see of her. And I wanted to ask you about the first scene, though. She's giving a drug. Is that to calm her down? What yeah. was that drug? So she, I mean, I think throughout the series, she was always having a sedative. I mean, I think she was always kind of out of it and because still dealing with her, her the yeah. loss of her daughter. And we are confirmed my, the theory that we've talked about. And I, I know you know the truth, but my theory, she was being drugged. When yeah. Was doing it. And we talked about that, like... 
when she came down the steps. Right. And she seemed out of she it. She was punched in the stomach. stomach. Yeah, yeah. My other theory was she punched in the stomach. I'm going to punch her in the stomach. Right. Uh, I, and I think, I mean, they might even be revisited again later down, maybe one more time or something. Yeah. But yeah. It, it confirms was, that. It did confirm that she had been drugged and stuff. And we didn't hit upon the log lady. Um, oh, yes. So, you, you, the, the, when you say the log lady, you're talking about the intro to this episode. Yeah, the log lady I, intro. I, of course, didn't watch it again. I don't know what my deal is, but I, I, I'm a purist. And I want to see it as I saw as a 15-year-old. Watching the TV, but you have show. the Blu-rays. You should watch. Them. I'm gonna watch them. All right, all right. I will, I'm gonna re. I'm gonna re. <laughs> after we're done with this, I want to watch them again. And and partly the other issue is too that like sometimes I think it does give spoilers. Like it talks yes, about things. I think so. And I don't want to talk to you about that until we we've got gotten to I that got point. You. So yeah. Um, the log lady in this episode, uh, basically talks about why do we complicate life? Life should be simple. Um, I think she also uses a metaphor about the cart, the horse. You know, the horse before the cart. Um, is it the cart before the horse? And you know, basically, just is saying, the chicken and the egg. Or yeah, anything? like we complicate our lives by doing what we do, and, we, and if we didn't do these things, life would be simple and easy. Mm. But for some reason, we complicate ourselves by doing, making these choices in life, and that was basically her little thing. You know, I kind of see that in this episode. I kind of see the metaphor of what she's talking about. Yeah. So she said. So Sarah Palmer says she doesn't want the sedative. Yeah. That you know she wants to kind of be alert and you know. Um. We know that Leland is buried. Well, I, I yeah. Is, I think I think right. I think it's yeah. the reception after the yep. funeral. Do you want to bring up some audio? Sure. My husband. Next to my only child. Oh yeah. I oh, wait. Her grave is still so. New, there's only a little bit of grass on it. Mrs. Palmer, there are things dark and heinous in this world. Things too horrible to tell our children. Your husband fell victim to one of these long ago when he was innocent and trusting. Leland did not do these things, not the Leland that you knew. No. That man I saw, long, dirty, disgusting hair. He's gone forever. So is everything I loved. Sarah. I know it's long, but I feel like there's a lot here. over the pain he had caused you. Leland died at peace. In his last moments, he saw Laura. He kept saying how much he loved her, and I believe she welcomed him, that she forgave him. It's the clock, Ben. It's, oh, it's, it's a clock. I hear this tick, 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 and I, I, I didn't remember hearing. Maybe it's almost like a calming thing. Like yeah. you feel calm. You're hearing all this information, um, which can 
could probably be anxiety. You're like, oh my god! But you hear that clock, and it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's kind just, of soothing in some yeah, ways. Soothing yeah, soothing and, um, but you, you know, you find out all this information, which is nice, and also it makes the mystery even bigger because now she saw Bob. We know right. she saw Bob, but she mentions like I, I would see him. And yeah. She, so. Did she see Bob rather than her husband? Mm. You know, was Bob trying to take over her? But right. she couldn't because she was str- more strong-willed. Or, Maybe. You know, and, you know, it's interesting that she did see Bob, and she saw that that was not her husband. Like, she knew, like, that was not my husband. Yeah. But it took away everybody, everything I loved, right. which was Leland. So it's interesting. It is. And I do, I, I really like what Cooper has to say about, I mean, we, Leland, when he was dying, he says he saw Laura and she, yeah. and she, and she's so beautiful, but is really, I mean, it kind of is a way of kind of, I feel like what Cooper's talking about that, you know, Laura forgave him and stuff. And that, hmm. I mean, I feel like in some ways that's kind of really is resolving this mystery. Like we kind of see, you know, even though Laura's not with us anymore, we kind of see Laura is all right, and she's forgiving her father for the thing. If we look, at, I mean, he's kind of he's saying it both ways. Like, that wasn't Leland, but then he's also yeah. saying, well, <coughs> excuse me, it was Leland, and she she's forgiving him and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, he, I mean, they seem to want to have it both ways. It's like if it was if it's not Leland who's doing this, then Bob. why is it, why does Laura have to forgive him? In some yeah, ways? But yeah. There was actually the the script. The original script had different dialogue that Cooper had to say, and I thought maybe I could read some of it just to see. I like this ending. I like the idea of having a, a Sarah know about uh, Laura and and yeah. and all that. But Cooper in the script, Cooper says Laura and Leland have gone from this life to the next, but they are they are with you always here and here. Tapping his hand, his I'm sorry, his head and his heart. The experience we have of people doesn't leave when they do. If you close your eyes, you can see Laura blowing out the candles of her birthday cake, Leland mowing the yard, sh- shaving at the sink. Sarah closes her eyes. The moments are yours always. So I mean, so remember the good times. So remember the good times. I mean, it's a, it's a different way than looking. I mean, I probably prefer this because of the mystery of, yeah. of, of, of it and stuff. But it's interesting to see this other script of maybe kind of looking more about I think it's focusing more on Sarah and what she's dealing with, and and, get, and Cooper giving comfort to the you know you always have these great memories of your family. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. But so here's something I'm going to share with you. We're not going to see uh, Sarah Palmer anymore. I was going to say that because yeah, yeah I I you, mean you figured that you figured, yeah. yeah I had a feeling because her her the story arc of the Palmers is over. So why yeah. would we focus on them? You it's know what I'm true. saying? And plus, the husband and daughter's dead, and Maddie's dead. So the only person is her, right? And it's unless she becomes a killer. Yeah, there's really no reason to visit it, her again. It's just funny that I mean we spend we we spend 16 episodes with this family, yeah. and like they're just they're all wiped out. I mean they're all I mean like we lose Maddie, we lose uh, Leland, yeah, I mean, pretty we, much. And right. now we're losing we're losing Sarah, and it's kind of in a way. She was a doubter. I mean, like, we always felt like she was always grieving and stuff. In yeah. a way, the writers have basically said, this character doesn't matter anymore. And But, yeah. But it's giving her closure with this scene. Yeah. It's closure to her and for the people who watch. But it is crazy that the show gave us the killer almost in the first quarter of this season. So now the show's got to change gears and give us something else. Right. And, you know, I've been told by people what the second half of the season is really about. 
But it's just quite interesting when the show must have been airing how people were feeling when watching this going, well, you gave us the killer. Yes. You gave us conclu- a conclusion. You gave us closure. What the hell could you possibly do now? Like, yeah. what could happen? And, that- you know, and, you know, I watching this as a 15-year-old when it was actually on TV, Yeah, um, I saw – I told you the last episode in 16, I thought that was the last episode. I was like, I don't know if it's coming back after this. We have we, – we basically <clears throat> have Cooper in the woods with Harry and, and Major Briggs and everybody. And it's kind of like, oh, it's resolved. Yeah, And yeah. then this episode comes in the way – as we go forward, I'm kind of like, oh – we, we, we're gonna have one more episode to let Cooper say goodbye and like because that's because like where else do you go from here yeah. and, and it's like it I think you kind of see it shaping it as the writers are kind of figuring out how do we keep Cooper in Twin Peaks and they figure that out they yeah. kind of they're, they're figuring it yeah, out how yeah. do they keep him in here when he when his when his his case is over I mean that's yep. a tricky thing to do and and yeah and I think in the next several episodes they're gonna to try to find ways of like you know is he gonna be an FBI agent we don't know yeah, I mean is, is, yeah. is, how are we gonna keep him here but so I think that's so, yeah. And I do like that scene back with Sarah Palmer where she says Leland always found the other uh, earring and stuff. So it's kind of yeah. – I think she still relied a lot on Leland and it's now going to have to be uh, Oh, he has a one-person on show. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, you know, the other thing about uh, the actress, you know, she had a broad ideas about maybe keeping her on. And I think she had brought to Harley Payton's um, – the idea of maybe uh, she was a witch, like, or maybe like her, like I mean, interesting. Well, we and it kind of goes into that her, I believe her sister is Beth, and Beth is the mom of of Maddie yep. Ferguson. So we never, we only hear about it on the phone about Beth. Yeah. But the, I think with uh, Grace uh, Zabowski wanted to do was have maybe spend more time with the sisters, and maybe the sisters Ooh. could have been witches or something like that. So she wanted to have this supernatural element. It didn't go that way, but it's fun to hear from the actors. Cool. This is from Wrapped in pa- Plastic. Uh, let's see, what issue was that? I'm trying to see. I have sisters it right of Twin Peaks. Twi- sisters of Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Uh, number forty. They did an interview with uh, with her, and I think that was something she had brought forth. Wow. So it's a, yeah. I I would have I would have enjoyed seeing that because I mean I really love the supernatural element of this show. So yeah. But yeah, that's really cool. And so also you know it cuts after the scene with her and they're having the wake for Leela and everything, but. I noticed this show switches gears. It's giving us more Nadine. Oh yeah, I don't even, I'm not even ready to go to Nadine yet. You're <laughs> not. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm still. I'm still. I'm still at the uh, uh, reception afterwards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of bring in all these characters you haven't seen in a while. Doctor yep. Jacoby's back. We meet these. Uh, oh these, yeah. These brothers. Oh, the brothers. <laughs> That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. the brother. Well, the reason I mentioned Nadine so early. Oh, on, you're actually. She's at the she's reception. She's dressed as too. a maid. Like she should be a schoolgirl, I think. It reminds me of a maid outfit, <laughs> and she's looking into her shoe, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Oh, and then it's like she asks Big Ed, "Can can you see my underwear yeah. through my shoes?" And he's just like, "Nadine, I can't see nothing." Blah blah blah. But it was just weird. I'm you, like, "Oh God." I will say that there are girls who think that way. I mean, I'm talking. We're talking about young girls. Yeah, I, she, I remember she, when she, I was she, a kid, there would there would be a girl who'd come up to me and be like, "Can you see my underwear?" It's like what, and I, I'm just like Ed. It's like I don't, you, you can't see anything. Yeah, and I totally. I mean, it looks like she's dressed as a maid. She's got like a doily. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I, I can it's, see that. Yeah, it is a nice dress. I guess now that I'm relooking maybe, at it, maybe it is going to be like that's your like Sunday best. Yes, like that's your Sunday best outfit. It's because she can see her face, but yeah. 
Oh God! When we get into the Nadine stuff, it gets a little corny. I do feel like this is in this episode you know, of Nadine. All, they talk about TV shows that jump jump the shark. I do feel like this borderlines on jumping the shark with Nadine. With Nadine, yeah, it does. I mean, and it's no fault because I feel like in the beginning of the season they gave this this character this weird arc, and now what do you do with it? Right. They had fun with it. I I want to like as of right now, I feel like they're just having fun with their character. I don't feel like it's um, but it is a little corny. There are parts. Yeah, I mean, as as the um as the storyline goes on, there's parts of it that I'll enjoy. Some sometimes I can chuckle at the idea mm. of her super strength, and sometimes it works, and other times it's like, yeah, I don't know. So, you know, everybody's hang. Everybody, pretty much everybody, uh, Norma and is it Henry? No, Hank. Hank, yeah, and everybody. And um, I will say, nobody really seems really upset. I mean, that's kind of like, eh, we're here to hang out and kind of mingle. And maybe they, maybe that's what you do do at receptions. Maybe yep. you're not always. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard because like, do you feel sympathy? Feel bad for Leland, who was the killer, and it's a, it's a weird. Yeah. Place how to do be. you feel bad? It's hard to feel bad for the guy who was the killer. He was a killer. He died. Should we feel bad? Right. You know, it, it, that's a tough one. Um. So. I mean, I don't. There's not much. Oh, this is the part I see Dada, and I'm like, she cut her hair short. Really, she just had her hair back. Ah, uh, yeah. But um, I, so the only other thing I wanted to mention is uh, Jacoby. It, uh, Jacoby's back. Yeah, Jacoby's back. We mentioned the brothers. So the mayor, I can't. I don't. I feel like the mayor hasn't been in this since the pilot. I don't know if yeah. he's been in it again. So we have the mayor, and then we introduced the brother who I think works for the press. And, and I'm like, newspaper. oh, they're giving us another side. People, yeah. other side people, and yeah, we—I don't think we saw him since the town hall, right? Which is the yeah, pilot, and the stuff, pilot. Yeah. yeah, so not much happens other than you find out the history between these two brothers, right? That he stole his girl or whatever, and yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, Major Briggs pretty much has the entire history of his, and he tells Jacoby, and then Cooper, you know, they they fight. And they get a, a little scruff, and Cooper's like, boy, those two are having fun. Yes. And- <laughs> Why don't we have some audio just, just for fun here? Next for you, sir. Well, Major, I'm not exactly sure. I've stockpiled a few weeks of vacation time. Now might be the time to cash him in. For starters, would you care to join me for an incredibly pleasant evening of night fishing? Aces. Aces, aces. So you know, so in in the unseen Twin Peaks in the script, there's a little bit more about about the fishing, and just that Cooper says, Gen- "This is near the end of their conversation." Gentlemen, I'm grateful. I didn't know how I was going to leave Twin Peaks. You built me a bridge. I'm now saying, I'm not saying goodbye. I'm going fishing. But I mean, I thought it was a kind of, cool. I mean, it's a pretty cool line in a way yeah. to say, "Hey, that this is you know, yeah." He doesn't, and he kind of he does mention it later on a yep. little bit, Audrey. But still, the thing to to, to kind of get this way of like. Yeah, I don't have to say goodbye to you guys. We can kind of have a send off by just going Go fishing. fishing. And yeah. I like how well they they're probably like, we we're, we need to make sure this episode short. So just cut all the dialogue and just say aces. Aces. <laughs> aces. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he said all that with just saying aces actually. It's funny that Audrey is also comforting Sarah Palmer. Where like where's Aud- Donna? Where, well, that's what I, that was my first thought. Is like, where is Donna, the best friend of Laura? She's not hanging out anywhere near her. You know, and then Audrey who was like I always felt like Andrea and Laura were rivals. Like I didn't think they were friends at all. And like here, she's now being the one that's comforting. It's it's and it's interesting that Sarah Palmer is telling a story 
about Donna yeah. in uh, Laura. And maybe that's why Donna's not there. Maybe they wanted to but be But Donna to... was just there talking to Big Ed. Yeah. That makes no but sense. she's still right there eating. She's getting some food right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, it is weird that Donna isn't more comforting to the mom. Yeah, I don't know what the thinking was, but... Or maybe I mean, it's off screen. Well, they... We don't see it. But... Yeah, they needed her there to break up the old man fight. I'll make you break a hip. Um, <laughs> the brothers. The brothers. So, I mean... I don't know how, uh, how much you want to jump. But I, think I can ma- jump wherever you want Nadine, to go. Nadine, we'll, we'll touch upon Nadine. We find out Nadine's going back to school. Yeah. Um, I, I can I, say about that. I mean, in, in the uh, in the uh, in the script again, I, I seem to go into the script a lot. It kind of talks. I don't know if it really is clear in the TV series, but Doctor Jacoby feels that this would be good progress for her. That uh, that she he, she needs to live in this fantasy world. She, what were you going to say? About no, the, no, no. Keep going because. Okay. They don't make that clear. No, they don't I, make it clear. But because I see Jacoby and Ed in the principal's office, I put two and two together, but they don't come out and say that, but that's right. what I got out yeah, of it. Yeah, so in the script, um, I mean, so Big Ed and uh, Dr. Jacoby are at the vice principal's office, yeah. and it, in, in the script, Dr. Jacoby explains that for medical reasons, Nadine never, you know, she never finished high school, and she actually got married to Ed and then dropped out of high school. And that he thinks it would be very good for her if if he, they're allowed to uh, maintain her her own reality. That she if she can mm. live this, that maybe this will help her deal with her, with the trauma or whatever she's dealing with. Yeah. But yeah, it's something. So I thought it was interesting to share just because it wasn't really spelled out on the show. It it's wasn't. Like, but like, I I got that. Yeah. But I was kind of like. Oh, interesting. And this is where I feel like you're really jumping shark. You have this. I think in the script she's 35. I can't remember if she's 45, or, but in the script I think she's 35 years old. And so you have a 35 year old going back to high school. It's like Billy and... Madison. <laughs> it's like Adam Sandler movie. It really yeah. is like an and and um, it's comical. It's sort of like Twin Peaks. It, you know, it reminds me of back in the 90s and 80s when they took like cart. Um, TV shows, and they made them in babies for Saturday morning, like Muppet oh, yeah. Babies. Muppet Babies, sure. And like they made Roseanne. Roseanne had a show when they were kids, and uh, you know all these shows they took and made them popular. Yeah. For kids, I just picture this like Twin Peaks, the high school years. Right. You know, right, right. like that's what it's kind of going. The, ir- at. the irony is that the, the 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 people that are supposed to be in high school are not in, in high, high school. school. Yeah. Except for Mike. Mike finally goes back and stuff. But uh, he's the only one. Yeah. He's the only good kid. Everybody yeah. else. But I like the fact that they reference the fact they should be in high school. Yeah, they always make jokes about how they should be in high school. So that's kind of cool. They write, they they're like they know what the audience is thinking. Right. You know. Um. So this is a big scene. I'm sure you were very excited for. I was excited. Andre comes to see Cooper. Yes, and you know, for the first time when I saw this scene, I was like, I I I get I get it now from yeah. the scene. I still look at them as a father daughter relationship. But after the scene, it's kind of hard to because you know she kind of comes out and yeah. says, "You break my heart. You broke my heart." Yeah, and then she's yeah. like, "The only thing wrong with you is you're too perfect." Oh yeah, you know, like oh, it's like cheese stuff. So here, so I mean, just just to, to go back because you know to talk about this is that the the writers had planned a big storyline. Uh, uh, at this point, around this point, that Cooper and Audrey were going to build towards a, a romantic relationship. Yeah. And th- so that, and that, 
and I'd love to revisit this again as we go down towards maybe the end of the series, that, that even towards the end of the series, there was things where you see, oh, I see what they could have done if Audrey and Cooper were together. I see what, the, I think I think I saw the, the what they had planned out, mm. but it was Kyle MacLachlan who said, no, I don't want the relationship to be that way. And kind of what you're saying, what? Well, I heard it's yes. because Kyle MacLachlan had a relationship with um, the actress who plays Donna there, uh, Laura Flynn. Flynn Boyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flynn. So um, he's dating her at the time. Yes, the time and that, she did not like that. Yes, that's what I'm hearing too. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Privately, that seems to be the answer. Publicly, he is saying, "I don't like. Uh, I think this is uh, yeah, inappropriate." Yeah. This is inappropriate that there's a high school student. She's eight. She is eighteen, but she's she she's that. And then Cooper, of course, in this scene will say that you know you, you eighteen. She's eighteen. Is she? <laughs> she's eighteen. Oh, she thought, says she oh, comes okay. out and says 18, she's 18. 18, eighteen. But Cooper will say again, yeah. you you were working on an investigation. It's inappropriate for me. But as like as a fifteen year old kid, it's like, but you're done with that investigation. You solved the mystery. Mm. You can get together now. And but stuff. then but, he gives the he he tells us about. Um, how he lost this yeah, woman. Yeah, I was, think we should play some audio when we get to that yeah, point. I, the love is because, life. Yeah, the love is life. And so this kind of goes back to this goes back to uh, the 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 first season, and she's in bed, and they they're, they're yeah. talking, and he kind of like saying, "Oh, do you have any secrets?" And he's saying, "No," but you. But I think I feel it's related to this, and there was the whole uh, Andy needs to learn how to shoot a gun, and yeah, yep. and. And he kind of talks about there was a woman in his life and yes. stuff and broke his heart. So, yeah. so why don't we play some audio? So this is it? You save my life, then break my heart? Audrey, I've explained to you my personal policy about involving... Yeah, I know. I know. I'm a teenager. And you were involved in a case I was working on. Someone must have hurt you once really badly. No, someone was hurt by me. And I'll never let that happen again. What happened? Did she die or something? Matter of fact, she did. Oh, that's gonna hurt. You wanna know how? (laughs) Take it. She was a material witness to a federal crime. We were supposed to protect her, 24 hours a day. My partner and I, Wyndham Rowe was his name. Taught me everything I know about being a special agent. And when the attempt on her life was finally made, I wasn't ready because I loved her. She died in my arms. was badly injured and my partner lost his mind yeah so there's some backstory about about him now and we know that his partner escaped the mental war right uh a while back and he's sending chess pieces to him right and what we also knew so we've gotten like little sprinkles of this the other thing we knew is that we knew he was wounded and this first came up with that you know he was he was shot at the you know he was you know he was shot at the end of the first season, and there was talk about reference that he had been injured before, and he, I think he said this to Gordon Cole that this had nothing to do with it. And, and Leland brings it up. 
Leland brings it up. Well, who is Bob, right? Bob and yeah. Bob gets like, like what happened in Philadelphia and stuff. And that kind of like shocks Cooper that he knows yeah. about that. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Bob is the one that's trekking Cooper down. Maybe. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe Bob's <laughs> been looking for Cooper the whole time. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, after this scene, you know what I thought to myself? I would be... Com- See, she's a teenager, and this is against Cooper's character yeah. if they were having them together, because it would make no sense for him to be a Boy Scout all the time, but to date a teenager. I feel, right. for me, that would take away from his his character that maybe they, his ethics or yeah, yeah like right. they've given him this character such a high ethic and he's a boy scout right and then also to date a teenager would just be kind of like yeah for me it would be felt kind of uneven i agree and i can also i also can buy that he, it was an investigation that he was involved with that it seems wrong yeah. to be you know to get yeah because in some ways he was probably manipulating her to get information about the case and stuff and Exactly. Possibly he was doing that. Yeah. So he, he probably feel wrong that he, he never wanted to lead her on, and he, now he doesn't want to lead her on to think that like There's, we can have a relationship after yeah. this. But but I do feel that in the next the the new show the new season, um, they actually could be together if I, Audrey I'm lives yes, through this. If Audrey, if Audrey, <laughs> yes, I'm if assuming Audrey she lives because she's still around. In real life, you mean no, as an actor? No, I know on the show. She doesn't die. I, I'm not going to say anything. Well, anyway, <laughs> I figure those two can be together because right. they would be both right. adults. But now, and, right. Now she would be, if it's 25 years later and she's 18, I'm not going to do the math, but you know, she's definitely in her- uh, 30 something, almost yeah, 40. 40. Right. Yeah. She's almost 40. And Cooper is like <laughs> seven years old. No, like he's, he's like 30 something. He's 30 something. So maybe he's 60 or who knows something. Or, oh, you know, hey, yeah. he goes for the young ladies. Yeah, right. But they could be together or they could bring it up that the- They've been together for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many possibilities. I it would be kind of cool that to, if they got together, or at least yeah. even if they didn't get together in the new series, I would love to for them have an exchange. And you know, I mean, I, I I'm not gonna tell you. We have to get through the series before I give you my. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? I feel I can't say. Well, Cooper's gonna do this, and yeah, this is what's gonna I know. happen. But they uh, can make a Twin Peaks movie. Where we find out they've been having sex, oh, yeah. and then they'll go back to the show, is that, and they're not together. It makes me think of like the <laughs> show called <laughs> X. Might be another show. Yeah, maybe. But so the next scene has uh, Bobby trying on a Leo's uh, suits. Yes. What I do like about this thing is the idea that, like, in some ways, Bobby's almost trying to think he can follow in Leo's footsteps or he can be as tough as Leo. He looks he, like Leo in this. His hair slicked back like Leo. Right. But he doesn't fit into the suit. So the he's idea, a scrawny guy. He's a scrawny guy, but the the, the idea of metaphor is that it, it he's no Leo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not yeah. he's not a badass like Leo. And I mean he, yeah. he he he's a punk, but uh Yeah. Um he he's basically he wants another He's got another scheme going on, right? Yeah, I mean like this yeah. last one of thinking that he was gonna get all the insurance money didn't work out. And then he wants to um he made a tape for Ben Horn. And he actually has an interview with Ben Horn. Yeah. And I wasn't clear if it was for a job interview or it was to be like, hey, I have that tape. And it was he's, a, hey, he, I got he, that tape. He's but. blackmailing him to get a job. Yeah. That, it's yeah. how everybody gets a job now, right? You you blackmail them and say, I've got information yeah. on you. I can, Give me yeah, a job. I can put you in jail. Give me a job. But it doesn't work. No. I mean, we'll we'll come back to that because I, I uh, later in the episode um, – Oh, so after this scene, I mean, it's not much to it, but we find Kathleen gives her backstory to yeah, um, Catherine. Or, yeah. Catherine gives her backstory to her husband. Um, 
But do you buy his? I don't buy her story. I think she's making. She's clearly making it all up because she's saying. I think like Truman will say, "Oh, have you have you seen your husband yet?" No, I haven't seen him yet. I'm gonna go see him soon. And she's already kissed him as you know when she's Mr. T there, Mr. Uh, uh, Tajwa. Oh yeah, she's giving she, the backstory to. Uh... Too, uh, well, she's saying she was been in the woods the whole time, yeah. and she, you know, she ate tuna fish, and like, and she's got dirt on her face. It's like she, she just made all this stuff. Oh yeah, up. she's giving the backstory to him because she's making that up because nobody knows she was Mister T except right. for her Taj husband, Marge or whatever. Taj Marge, yeah, 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 the very racist, racist but yeah, uh, but, but I mean, <laughs> yes, but I mean, the reasoning is too is that she. Um, well, originally, you know, Josie went missing, and there was mm-hmm. all these other things that were happening that that, that 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 they could maybe say that she was involved with the fire and all this stuff. Yeah. So she's pulling up this – make up this story here. Yeah, but. and also Ben Horn knows that – Ben knows – Ben Horn saw her as Mr. T. Yeah. So he but can he also, She also kind of blackmailed him oh, that's too. True. And she said, yeah. you know – Give me the Ghostwood estate and I'll be your alibi. Maybe you know, but yeah, yeah. maybe. But then he's scot free anyway. Well, because they got the killer, right? Yeah. So I mean, what's I know. that hold any water that, I mean, now? It's like, I know the whole. I mean, basically, he was like, "We're done with that story. We're moving on." Yeah. Now. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I do. I don't get me wrong. I like Catherine's story of like being that. Do you believe in angels? And that I was. And that story is really interesting. That she found this cabin, and remembered it as a, as a child going at the there. lakes. It's lakes. Yeah, the lakes again, right? Yeah, yep. lakes. Or... And I thought maybe uh, Bob took her in. I mean... <laughs> feeding her tuna fish. There you go. And he's like. When did you come back? When did you decide to come back? When I ran out of tuna fish? Yeah, uh, I was like, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. She's quite the. I mean, she's over. She's over selling it. Yeah, she's over selling it. A little bit. She doesn't look like she lost much weight from eating all this tuna fish. But technically, she hasn't been gone all that long. No, right. So if if we're on uh, episode seventeen, but it was three days already. He's passed, and she came back after Leland's death. Right. So she's been gone a little over a week. A week. Yeah. 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 Nah, she she looks pretty healthy for hanging out. Or actually, maybe it's two weeks. Maybe I can if I can do. Her hair's done. She's no, got two, a little, about a week and a half. A little yeah. dirt in her face. Oh man. Uh, so after you know she tells her BS story, we go back to Dick and Lucy. Now this, actually, I don't mind this whole Dick and Lucy stuff with Andy. Um. So Dick and Lucy, Dick sounds like he wants her to keep the kid and he's willing to be there. Yeah. But nobody knows who the baby belongs to yet. We don't know if it's Dick. We don't know if it's Andy's. Right. And Andy starts playing play the kind card. Yeah. Because he knows that Lucy likes kindness. Right. And that he's going to be as nice to Dick as possible. And I think Lucy likes that. Yeah. And... um. It's funny. It's actually funny though to see that Andy is scheming, because like, yeah, generally does Andy scheme. does come off as a very nice guy. Yeah. So it's funny to be like, <laughs> yeah. But he's he he he's such a nice guy. He can only scheme to be nice. Right. He's not scheming to be mean. Or <laughs> he's like, I will, I will, I will kill her with kindness, and I'll kill Dick with kindness because I because there later on it becomes like the Three Stooges with these guys. Yeah, I it's very slapsticky. It is. It really is, and it yeah. it, it only intensifies. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna. Yeah, I know. Does I it mean, does it get bit, bit bigger and bigger with their slapsticks? Oh man! <laughs> oh man! I'm in for a treat. I know. There's a lot of B stories in in this show now. Like we have, a, I feel like we have less. Yes. Like, you're right. I mean, I think also the issue is that like when we had a Laura Palmer case, 
we th- we would think that everything was related to Laura Palmer in some ways. Everybody connected to Laura, and it was. Now it's kind of like we're all. Kind of, now I think we're just kind of learning about the town, and yeah. it's just the everyday people. It's no longer about this one mystery. This episode did feel different, where it gave you all these side stories. It did feel like a soap opera in a way because it was just yeah, you're right. You're learning about the town, and there was no focus yet. Yeah, we, we, this episode is a very big transition episode because the focus there's not much of it. It's just right. kind of bouncing between people, yeah. giving I mean, information. I, but I, I mean, Cooper's always the constant, right? I mean, that's mm. how we, we we follow Cooper, yeah. and and I mean, I'll follow him wherever he goes. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, he yeah. really is the constant. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, Cooper visits uh, Truman in his office. I think he's saying his goodbyes. Is he? Is he? Is he there yet? Or I'm trying. Well, they're talking about goodbyes, and they have um presents. Um, he gives Cooper a green butt skunk fishing lure, <laughs> and it's to go because he's going to go fishing, fishing trip with uh, Major Briggs. Yeah, yeah. Major Briggs he's going to go fishing, and he gets the coolest thing ever. And I wonder if we can get our hands on one. Is the the bookhouse boy patch? Yes, which is a tree. It looked like a sword. Yeah, was coming out. Of, I don't know. It was really hard to see. It looked like a a pine tree with a sword or something coming right. up. Yeah, I mean, I think if we went to Epsi, you probably could find that patch. I'm sure somebody has made yeah. that available. That's pretty cool. So a green butt skunk. Nice. Uh, fishing. I love. I do love these moments where people they can just enjoy the 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 little the little things in life, whether it be the yeah yeah. And also, I like. Wait. One more thing. They give. They give you the love music. Oh it's the love the bro, bromance. The romance like, music. Yeah. That's the music. I'm you gonna back up. I want to hear. Bookhouse <laughs> boy patch. Yeah. It is a sword. We all agreed. We all agreed you're we're, you're one of we're us now. Enough. I mean that's that that is so cool. I mean he's an outsider and and he's come in and now they they respect him enough to say hey you know you're part of the club you're part of this this secret society yeah. in town that takes care of you know the the town. And yep. stuff. I think that's awesome. They shook hands and stuff. Oh, and, and it's oh. funny how they did the shaking of the hands where right. the last scene we saw. Uh, Dick and Andy trying to shake Dick's hand. Yeah, that's a good thing. I didn't even see they that. Did, I didn't even think of that. They did two double handshakes. Wow. It's always handshake. Right. It was a close-up of the handshake, too. That is something. I never. I didn't catch on. It is like uh, a parallel. One is silly, slapstick, shaking yeah. hands, and now this is a very serious. And, and it, yeah. Twin Peaks does do a pretty amazing job of going from... You know, really serious drama to slapstick silly to, you know, yep. I mean, they do, they, they have it all, which is not an easy a good thing balance. to do. Good balance, yeah. Balance. So now Cooper's saying goodbye to Hawk and Andy. Which is really sad. It's all, Lucy, like, yeah. this is where I thought, like, yeah, this is where I thought, wow, yeah. this is the end of the show. I yep. mean, this is the last episode. And my favorite is this, I, I gotta get Lucy dialogue again here, but this Whoever the lucky man might be, I like that. I and mean, he like, looks, he, he, looks he said, "Whoever that may be," and he looks at Andy. And it's yeah, it's a yeah. nice touch. It's kind of like it kind of goes back to where he, uh, you know, he he gets a good sense of relationships and like he knew that Harry was dating uh, Josie and stuff, and he kind of yeah. so he he knows that Lucy and Andy belong together. Yep. I think the audience does too. And yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, he's just about to leave, and then all of a sudden, uh. We've we've got some news. We can, I guess we can go audio again. Yeah, just to Cooper talk about. is sus- well going to be suspended. Roger, what are you doing here? 
contract promptly. Effective immediately, without pay. I regret to inform you of your suspension from the FBI. That's pretty intense. I mean, especially to do it without pay. I mean, that's really serious. Like, you don't even give me a chance. To, you at yeah. least give me a suspension with pay. <laughs> but, suspension. And, yeah, um, like, the Mountie... The Mountie, yeah, Canadian Mountie. The Canadian Mountie, I have to say, he looks fishy. When I saw him, he looks fishy. He, <laughs> he looks fishy. And I know He looks like, like he's up to no good. Yeah, 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 and I find out why later, but right. um, he he looks fishy. And he looked fishy the moment I saw him, though. He looked oh, yeah. out of place. Right. And he just didn't, it didn't sit well with me, yeah. the way he looked. Um. He seemed maybe he came off more angry or not. Yeah. The mustache. Maybe, oh, maybe that's, mustache. I, that's, what, that's yeah. a mustache. Um, I think it was a mustache looked <laughs> fake or something. But um, so they're they're suspending Cooper because he was rescuing Audrey over the border, and they never talked to the Canadian uh, Mounties, the Canadian police, right, to say, "Hey, we're coming over to do an under uh, investigation." We'll come to find out that they were doing an investigation. At the same place, and they kind of ruined their sting operation. Right. So their sting operation ruined their sting operation. Yes. And then on top of that, uh, what I wrote is, could Ben Horn be at play? Because now I haven't seen Ben Horn yet, so I'm thinking, is it Ben Horn that, because he doesn't like Cooper... Does he have something hmm. to have any? But Ben Horn, yeah, but yeah, uh, Cooper saved his daughter from. Uh, Doesn't matter though. Uh, uh, ben Horn does. He he's smart enough to keep himself out of jail because he uses other people to do his biddings. Yeah, and he he's got money, and I think a part of me was like, is Ben Horn like I want Cooper gone? Yeah, I want something bad to happen to Cooper because he screwed up a lot of stuff. You know, uh, that's what I was thinking, but then it cuts to um. Okay, this scene is very odd to me. Yes. It's very um, We got, we got Bobby at the Great Northern, and all of a sudden, uh, Audrey pops up with a basket. Yes, and, and you know... It makes me think of Little Red Riding Hood. The school. Shouldn't you be in school? Yes. And she's like, oh, no, I don't like It's boring. And so she goes in, and she goes, oh, you can go in. It's about who, who you talk to. And then he goes in there. Yes. And then he's literally kicked out like the moment uh ben horn's like i gotta fly in here get a fly swatter <laughs> right right and then he's kicked out and audrey like didn't even walk down the steps she was like she waited for him to be kicked out like yeah. she barely moved and then all of a sudden they're buddy buddy on that? i mean is she i mean she i mean it, it's it almost, feel, it almost makes me remind me of the first season a little bit where she kind of played with people yeah. a little bit i mean we have i kind of missed it. that i kind of missed from the first season where she would kind of do things and get people in trouble and yeah and but yeah maybe you're right so maybe she was messing with him but then afterwards it's like he gets kicked out, and then all of a sudden she, he's like, "I owe you," and and then when he, she's like, "Oh, let's go for ice cream." I like to lick. Yeah, I don't like. Don't tell me they're gonna have some sort of thing. Yeah, what do you make of that? I mean, doesn't it? It does appear as though there Audrey's could be hitting a romantic. On her, him. I mean, yeah, it almost seemed like like knowing that we know that Cooper and and uh, Audrey can't get together. Are the writers thinking, well, we get we should get Audrey together with somebody else? And are they thinking, even though Bobby's with Shelly, are they thinking, well, we should hook these two up? And 
I mean, Bobby did was cheating on Laura with That's Shelley. true. Everybody cheats on everybody. On the well, show, we'll bring yeah. up some audiences we were talking about it. Yeah. can't imagine what all this is about, Bobby Briggs. You know, it's twice you saved my bacon, Audrey. <laughs> you talk insanehood. Is there anything I can do for you? How about an ice cream? Cup or cone? Home. I like to lick. See, it's so, it's so like, I'm like, oh my God. Are they there's every put... innuendos that you say I like to lick and you're saying it to a guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Uh... Yeah. I, I'm like, are they going to set them up? And then I'm kind of like, I hope not. Yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen. I, mean, I, I feel like after seeing I don't think scene... any of the audience did. I, I, I thought they were fun. I mean, watching them do yeah. kind of fun banter and stuff. And it's definitely, it's a new mix. I mean, it's something, I don't think we've, I don't know if we've ever seen them together. I mean, Barely. the only time I could think I could remember them was at the funeral. I mean, yeah. at, at Laura's funeral. I can't remember them really. But they're almost like the same, they both like to cause trouble. Right. And they're both out there. You're right. Like, they're, they're willing to cause trouble and they don't care. Yeah. They're kind of like the same So what you're character. saying is opposites attract. You need to have somebody. Yeah. You don't want to have the same uh, same personality. Because Shelly's more like... Um, like she's more of a, a, a mousy goody, type. Yeah, she's yeah. a goody two shoes. She's really, you know, she's a she cares about people and even though she's she, cheating on she her husband. That's but, true. But well, yeah, <laughs> can you blame her? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but she still cares about Leo, even though Leo is in a coma. So and Bobby just wants money. Yeah, but maybe Bobby could be using Audrey for money. Yeah, or maybe Audrey could use. Well, so Bobby I think, for her, I, and I think, and as you said, that Audrey, I think, always feels like she wants to get out of town and she wants to get a better life and yeah. she wants to do. And I feel like that's what Bobby wants too. He wants to. I think he wants to make money and think that he somehow that will make his life better. better. He, he will be more important. And I, and so yeah, I think they're very similar characters in some yep. ways. But yeah. yeah. So Very interesting. We're back at the uh, the sheriff station, and uh, Cooper's still talking this, with. The- yeah, this is where. And not to cut you off. Um, no. Uh, this is where you find out about the the Canadian sting operation, and then three dead bodies and the missing the missing cocaine, missing which cocaine, we yes. didn't know about no. until now. Right. And you find out. Well, the three dead bodies are, uh, Shakobi killed um, Mrs. Black. No. Uh, Renault. Uh, no, uh, uh, Jean Renault. Jean Renault killed Blackie. Blackie. Yes. And I can't remember all. I think one um, of them was a guard. A bodyguard got killed. Right. And another guy got killed. Um, and uh, I don't think Cooper even knew about until just then. Right. Yeah. So you find out this missing cocaine, too. And you're just kind of like... What missing cocaine? Right. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and John think, Renault. And are they trying? Are they implying that Cooper would steal cocaine or something? Yeah. Like why? But I think that's what they're applying. Um, and they were looking for the, the their sting operation was to get uh Renault. Yeah. Yes. But Renault took off. They're blaming Cooper that because his sting operation made Renault flee. Right. Yeah. And again, I mean, FBI agents are not supposed to be going into other countries to do their work, too. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, and he admits to that. I mean, he admits to doing wrong. So, you know, my favorite, so there's a great thing. I don't know if you noticed this. 
But, you know, so I love Truman's thing where he's like, I'm not going to be helpful at all, which is funny because, you know, that goes back to when Cooper first came in the pilot and he stopped him in the hallway. And he says, you know, we have trouble sometimes with the local, yeah, <laughs> the, yep. the, the local sheriff department stuff and help you understand I'm, you know, but here Truman is trying to protect his friend. Yep. And uh, the did I, I don't know. Did you notice that? Like, so when uh, Cooper is leaving. He he runs into Truman. Did you notice he gave him? He did the sign, the uh, the bookhouse the bookhouse book? sign. Oh, I didn't but know. It's, but it's, he's never done that before. But now that he is a bookhouse, bookhouse boy. Uh, Truman is a bookhouse now, boy now. And so here it is, right here. They uh, uh, Truman sees that he lost his badge and his gun, and he does this. The, the oh, bookhouse sign. I didn't even get that. Yeah. So I, that was sort of like I'll protect you. Right. That, yeah, yep. yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah. I it's, got your it's back. Right, it's right. Yeah. You're, like, you're my brother, and, and yep. we're in it together. It's a pretty cool. I mean, it's, yeah. It's very subtle. I mean, I didn't I, get that. The first another time. show would have. I mean, it was it was a wide shot. Another show would have done a close up on his head and and shown him taking his finger to his head and and making the sign. But this way, I mean, nicely done. I thought. Yeah. So then, what do we got next? Are we are we actually with doing cheerleader tryouts here? Um. I think we have Nadine doing uh, doing her uh, cheerleader tryouts. Yes, She's throwing this is people where on. it got a little corny. Yeah. Um, Nadine. Um, oh wow, I don't even know. That's all right. Let's move oh, on. There's not much to say. She throws this kid for no reason. For right? no, well, for and, and, and there's like this can. weird sci-fi. This like, ching like uh, oh, like yeah. you're on a cartoon. Oh, and it got really cheesy. Like the like. Uh, forward and backwards yeah and forward stuff, and yeah. backwards a couple yeah, times like a video going yeah and they threw him and it just reminded me of like this like saved by the bell i was watching or something yeah maybe. yeah 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 and then they go ching wait hold on i think they're gonna play Oh, yeah, my, I didn't even. Re- I don't even remember that yeah. i didn't recognize that it's like a fairy dust or yes, something i all right and then we're back to uh, the, the Johnson's house. Leo is still um, in a, I guess he's just a yeah, vegetable, and Shelly is brushing his teeth. You know what? The funny thing is Leo in the past would always be like, he always was very much about her cleaning up. It's like, you got to clean this house better. And now she, here she is actually cleaning, cleaning up after him. him. I, that, there's the irony in that, that he was always like, yeah, you don't do a good job cleaning this house, and now clean me up. But uh and then his wheelchair moves, and then yes. she kind of freaks out a little bit. Oh, yeah, he moved. He moved, and I think he's slowly waking up. Dun dun. dun. And then this made me think of something: Is this a long con? A long con on Bobby? But then I'm like, no, that makes no sense. Because some of the stuff they've done wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. And why would you con Bobby? He has nothing to give. Right. Yeah. So no. that that that. My other. Were you saying Leo was doing the con? Or was yeah, Bobby like yeah. Leo, Leo and Shelly. Yeah, yeah. Why would they that. con Bobby? Because Bobby really has nothing. Right. Yeah, he has nothing. Oh, this is the one twist I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah. Um. So we're now at the Double R Diner, and and uh, Norma sees her mom, and her mom's like, "Why are you so upset?" It's like, "Oh, I got a bad review in the paper from." Uh, that kid, the, the yeah, the critic. And yes, stuff. and it comes out oh, that the mother was the critic, and it's like okay, yeah. 
I mean, I think it's interesting to see uh, Pe- Peggy Lipton is the uh, actress who plays Norma, and I think she does a great job even being sad and being fed up. And I mean, I think that's interesting. But yeah, another storyline I don't care about. Like, I just don't he, care. And okay, I'm it. This side, the, the food critic. Oh, it's like a double-edged sword with me. A, I'm happy that we find out who it is. Yes. We put it to bed. And that she disappears after this. Yeah. Like, she take, goes back home. Um, I'm happy we weren't introduced to another character, hmm. and it was her. But do you almost feel like it was kind of like the writers were just like, oh, we just got to get this done. We'll just make it the mom. I think – no, I think it was always the mom. And I'll say why, because – that when she would in past episodes when she ate food she did make comments yeah. about the food so i mean i think they always well, why did she help her remember she's like i can make this diner better and, and she started cooking and helping her was she trying to help her to get a better review maybe yeah, yeah that's a good point but I, she's but, not yeah. cutting her any breaks with the review right, right. so i, I yeah mean, it's a little weird i mean i think she wants it both ways right she wants mm-hmm. to be a mom and she, she wants to say i know better than you and I know better than you, and I can either show you how to do it, or I can basically give you a bad review and say, this is not how you do it and stuff. But but the other thing is, I don't think this diner is going to falter because of her review. There's barely anybody ever in it. And all the people who are in it rave about the pie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Norma was is saying that... Uh, she doesn't want to lose those people. They don't want to make, you know, she was afraid that, that she, she just wants to have things the way it is. Yeah. And, yeah. But I don't think a bad review is going to change the locals' minds if they like the place. Also, it she was like a world-renowned re- critic. Right. How did she keep this from her daughter for years? Yes. I mean, to build up world-renownedness takes a long right. time. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. How her daughter wouldn't even know what her mom is. Yes. Yeah. But I guess to be a secret, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I've got the storyline stuff. <laughs> yeah. So now we have Hank and Ernie at One-Eyed Jacks. Yes. And I think they're met, meeting up with... with uh... Yeah, they're on a hunting trip, which that's what they told their wives. So in the script, it's funny, in the unseen script, uh, I think Cooper had noticed them, and it it might even be the next episode, but he basically says, Truman, is it hunting season? And said, no, it is not hunting season. So it's not even hunting season. And I think, I'm wondering, are we in, uh, I'm trying to remember what month we're in. We might be in March. March? I think it's March now. But yeah, so it's funny that, that, I mean, in the script, it was saying it's not hunting season, so they look like goofballs pretending that they're going hunting. Yeah, and And they are goofballs. It kind of goes... Like they're like yeah they're wrestling and they're yeah. doing uh, <laughs> headlock or something and and then my favorite character walks in the door yeah you were asking would he come back I here no yeah. I I I think John Renault there John right? Renault uh, the guy's an amazing actor and he he's Park such, I can't remember his first name but yeah uh, Ray Park Ray Park yeah. yeah like I was so happy to see him and he's such a good villain. Yes, he does yeah. make a good villain. I'm glad. To, I, yeah. I mean, it's it is nice to have. I mean, this is something something to look forward to that we have a, another bad character to hate or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He is a he's a good villain, and basically we find out that he's back and he's got he he's kind it, of taking over One Eye Jacks. It seems yeah, yeah. no more Ben Horn. Um, yeah. He's taken over and the whole cocaine thing. We, well, a we find out the Mountie. Was one of his guards. Yeah, so and the that, Mountie is working for him. So yeah. clearly, it's now clear that uh, they're out for Cooper. Yep. Yeah, and they're they want uh, Ernie and Hank, Hank to plant the cocaine on Cooper. 
Yeah. Which is odd because they've already came in saying the cocaine was missing. Right. You think they would have searched everything now? Now would, all of a sudden right. to mysteriously find cocaine on him? Yeah. Just seems You're right. Too fishy. You think that this should have been. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do because you do, do you have to first tell that uh, they're missing the cocaine and then lead us to this? But it, you're right. It's, and we, yeah. we couldn't show the mount until this scene. So it's a weird thing to try to say we're going to plant it. Or, I mean, the better way to be it would be neat if you could have just said, um, did you plant it? Like, they, it's too bad he couldn't have just said, did you do that already? So it would say that it's already yeah. happened. But. Or they had played the scene out where they say, well, Cooper, we they take out the cocaine. We found this in your room. Right. And they go, that was not there. And he goes, but there's no proof that it wasn't there. Yeah. So just to come out and say, we found this, but it's sort of like, it's missing. Now go plant it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. It's yeah. like haphazard a little bit. It's not a very well-planned plan. Right. I mean, I don't know how well the plan's going to work, but it, it doesn't seem to be very clean. And then Josie comes back. Oh, Josie. Um, and I have to say, that must have been a long walk from Hong Kong. <laughs> that was a long walk. Because she's all beat up. So I'm assuming she didn't get on the plane. She didn't go. And she escaped her captor. And um, uh, went back and... and um, yeah. Did her thing. We'll we'll find out more as the, as the episodes go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, want to jump too so much we're, ahead. We're now uh, at the campfire with uh, Cooper and 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 Major Briggs. I've, maybe we can have some audio on this sure. stuff. And oh yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah. Well, Major, I find myself thinking a lot about Bob. If he truly exists. I have pondered that same question continuously since horror was revealed. Try to imagine him out there incarnate, looking for another victim to inhabit. There are powerful forces of evil. It is some men's fate to face great darkness. We each choose how to react. The choice is fear we become vulnerable to darkness. There are ways to resist. You, sir, were blessed with certain gifts. In this respect, you're not alone. Have you ever heard of the White Lodge? The White Lodge. The White Lodge. No, I don't believe I have. good yeah and okay so this scene okay first we heard about the white lodge yes and now cooper goes to take a pee <laughs> yes all right and you know we just had a conversation about fear and cooper he's off his game a little bit because of the whole suspension thing yeah so maybe he's kind of doesn't you know doesn't know where his career is gonna go so they cut to something in the woods right like an owl or something. Well, That's what I feel like. It, because right? you hear the owl, hoo, yeah. hoo, when he's taking a pee. Right. White light, I feel like, is the white light a distraction? Was Cooper, did Bob go into Cooper? Hmm. And then I was trying to look for clues in episode 18, which next week you'll hear all my theories on that. Um, is Bob trying to take over Cooper? 
um, because you hear the owl hooting, and he looks up, but then the white light comes. And the owl's watching him. Yeah. So the owl is there. The, so the owl enjoys watching him be. urinate. So yeah. yeah. And, but is the owl watching him, in a sense, looking over him? Because he's not taken by this white light. And, and what is that figure? Right. I don't know. Do we find out? Like, I mean. No, we do not. We do not. I sometimes I look at it and say, "Is that a big owl?" <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is. Oh, we don't a person know what, dressed as an owl. I don't know. I mean, yeah. And then we have more of of. I mean, yeah, is there is that owl? Is that the perspective of an owl that we see just the ground and? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking, and it's it was a cool way to end the episode, and I like. I, I mean, mean without it, spoiling it, anything, right. that figure. Is it an alien? I mean, and then, I mean, oh, there's a lot more I will to say unwrap that I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there is more about that, but yeah. I also know if, if if we watch the whole series, if we're ever going to really understand it. And it's something uh. that, I think it's something that we can definitely go back and forth and discuss, but it's it's not going to be, I don't know if it's clear exactly. Okay. But, I mean, what are you going to say? Well, my theory would be, like, the owl showed up, the white light was telling Major Briggs to leave, and he just leaves. He just leaves. But Cooper's by himself. Uh, I don't know. Well, See, I don't know. That, my, my, uh, right. Now, remember yeah, this, too. That remember, we, we learned that Major Briggs has top secret. Uh, st- he's part of the military. He's. It seems like sometimes it's related to UFOs to some degree. He's but Scully's dad. He's so Scully's yeah. dad. Right. <laughs> no, he's Scully's dad. Right. X-Files there. But, right. And that, but, you I mean, it seems like, yeah. I won't get into too much, but it's interesting yeah. that like there, he clearly is doing some kind of top secret work, and it's funny. If we didn't know Twin Peaks, we would look at this and think this was X Files. We, yeah. we would see. I mean, I think the it's the pilot of X Files. We have this white light and yep. Cooper's in the wood. I'm not Cooper in the wood. Uh, uh, what am I saying? Uh, Fox Mulder's in the woods. woods, and he's chasing after uh, people who are, who are getting abducted. And in some ways, he's getting. I don't think this is a UFO in the sense of aliens. I don't know. Um, we, we can go back and, and look at this, but it okay. definitely feels like an, abdu- an I mean, abduction. Abduction. I mean. Major Briggs is, is gone. We have a white light and a figure. A figure. And what? have they ever come out uh, outside the show? Has anybody ever said what was that? What were they dressed as? Was it a person as a dragon owl or robe? He looks like someone wearing a robe or right. a hood. They got like a hood and long robe like figure. I think I mean there's yeah I mean there is some backstory and and there will be hood like character later on so i mean i think i think as we go on there'll be i know you don't references. want to ruin it i don't no. want to ruin it okay. and it's, i also don't know if there is a way to ruin it in some ways i mean okay. i think there is some kind of uh yeah i think we need to go there and i think you and i need to watch this and, and, and see and it say, unfold see it unfold yeah. yeah okay so um what else i would say so you know there was some other dialogue i just shared that was unseen during this campfire oh, scene cool, cool. and it's it's yeah i don't know if i'm going to read all of it but I'll, I'll talk about it. So I think this started at the beginning of the scene that was it was cut. Yeah. And Cooper says, Major, this is fascinating concept. The other side of love is not hate, but fear. And Major Briggs is like, absolutely. And fear is the abs- absence of love. And so they have this whole dialogue about fear and love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Cooper a- asked Major Briggs, does he love himself? And he says, most definitely. And so he does. <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> yeah. I believe that's what he said. Yeah. Um, and what else was there? Yeah. And Cooper says, so when I let fear in my life, I'm, I'm not loving myself. 
And he says, mm. and he goes into very much. And, and I think at one point he talks about the idea of Leland probably letting fear into his life and not loving himself, I mean, which I thought was really interesting. I got the connection yeah. that, that that's why Leland was taken upon. Bob could get to Leland. And then I was like, well, does Bob try to take over Cooper? Because the whole owl thing, hmm. the talk about fear and then what Cooper's going through. Yeah. There's fear of losing his job. Hmm. There's fear that he might be suspended. There's fear that they're going to pin something on him. I don't know. Those I, are all just things I, I'm I thinking like his of. Theory. And you know, if only he had gotten together with Audrey, he would be in love and he'd be all right. Okay. But then she could die. <laughs> and there would be your fear again. And there would be fear the again. Fear of death. Yes. yes. And, yeah, and, and I think the last thing I had w- with that was Major Briggs. So Cooper saying that stands to reason that Leland Palmer uh, didn't, you know, that he didn't have love, that he had mm. fear in his life. And Major Briggs says, one could draw that conclusion. There are powerful forces of evil in the world. It's some men's fate to confront great darkness, which was part of the TV show. And that's where they where, yeah. where it continues. So, yeah, there is this dialogue about fear and love. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was cut, but it's still fascinating and it seems like i think it's a it's a topic that will come up again for sure a recurring theme yeah that whole fear and love yeah i I totally get that good Uh i mean it was good i mean i do i mean i want more of this i want more of this mythology more of this like woods and the behind the scenes and and we're we're now learning about the white lodge which with joel when we've had joel on on the show he kind of says that you know we don't get we don't get this whole new background until after the uh, the uh, laura palmer mysteries yeah and how this second half of this up the series is about the lodge the white lodge or the black lodge which we'll talk about next episode um so if you think about it in that way i guess that's how i'm going into this after talking to joel about this like he told, and that's how I want to um, embrace the second half of the show. But this show, this episode felt like it was two. It was in two parts. You had the farewell Cooper, yes. And if you were to edit and just fade the black, which yep. he's saying he's saying goodbye to Lucy, roll credits, the end. You got it. But then all of a sudden, it just stops and it picks up, and we're just thrown into a whole new situation. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that's what. I, and I gotta go back to is like, you know, what do the writers do? Yeah, I mean like. I mean, because I tell you, David Lynch never wanted to solve the mystery. Like he wanted, it, you know, it'd be season six, and we're we're you know, we're maybe six months into the <laughs> in, in, into Cooper being there, and he's still looking to figure out who killed Laura Palmer. So that to to kind of their hand was kind of both Mark Frost and David Lynch's hand are kind of tied, and they're basically said you need to you need to finish off the story. So you yeah. do that, you basically tell the mystery. But now, like, what is now gonna, what, do you do? what is going to keep Cooper here? I mean, like, why? I mean, he, he, you would think he would leave and go do other other cases. And yeah, stuff. but so, you 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 you're in love with this one town. These characters, you don't want to let go. And, yeah. So it's yeah. interesting. I mean, we'll talk more about it probably in future episodes and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back and uh, watching the show again. Yes, and, yes. And next week we'll be doing episode 18, which will hit upon the White Lodge and the Black Lodge. And um, before we go, what are we going to leave this episode well, with? What are we going to um, So I I was trying to look for something still related to uh, like the Twin Peaks with with the idea of having, uh, you know, the Palmer family. So I have Ray Wise. And actually, I don't know if I've ever really seen this interview before. I was looking for other other interviews yeah. he's done. But, you know, touch upon like still who's the killer because this is right before we find out who killed Laura Palmer. Yep. So in this interview I found, uh, they're asking Ray Wise who the killer is. So I think that it's a fun, it's just a fun little interview to to end the show with. Yeah, it's pretty funny that it's 
they're asking him. Yeah, in you know, I was hindsight, looking for another like, one. It was a Rick D. Like up, up, up all night or something or something like that. And that, and that, and that one I couldn't find. I didn't get it fine in time. But in that one, uh, he directly says, "Are you the killer?" And and Ray Wise like he kind of laughs it off. It's like, come on, I would be. <laughs> I, maybe another time we'll play that one. But we'll I, have to find I, yeah, that. Yeah, that's too funny. So yeah. So uh, where can people find us? Well, uh, we're on Twitter, and we have to thank you to all the Twitter uh, people on Twitter. Thank you all in the main noise sense. We have to thank everybody for following us on Twitter at uh, Twin Peaks Unwrap. Yep. And on um, Facebook? Uh, yes. And we're getting more likes on Facebook. And I've been posting a lot on Facebook uh, pay, uh, boards of Twin Peaks and stuff. And people have been liking and sharing. And this show, we've gained traction on Facebook. And you can find us at Twin Peaks Unwrapped um, on Facebook. And then... We've been getting a lot of great fan um, uh, people from the community uh, emailing us. Yeah. Um, so, and which we we just sh- I mean, we we kind of yes. we got that feedback episode that we were able to share a little bit about about that. But yeah, keep it coming, and we'll try to we'll try to uh, do know, more fit, in do the future. More. I mean, I I mean, we gotta talk more about it. But I kind of think we we kind of do maybe every once in a while do an episode like that yes. where because sometimes. Uh, I want to do it on the show, but we get so caught up in, in, in talking about the about the show that we don't get around to doing the yeah. feedback. So, I mean, we might just do another show at some point uh, uh, just on feedback. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, and I, and so you can email us at TwinPeaksUnwrapped at gmail.com. And please, uh, comments. Um, you on know, iTunes? You can, you can check, uh, yes. check us out on, on iTunes. We We're love getting that. ratings on iTunes. Awesome. I've noticed. That's uh, excellent. On, on episodes, it'd be like, like the oh, like some episodes are rated and right. stuff, which is that's really awesome. cool. That, thank you for doing that. That's so cool. Yeah, rating us right. and comments and what's get us on the top top fifty. That would be awesome. We could go for the yeah. Our goal is is, is us or maybe uh, another Spark, Twin Peaks. Sparkwoods in twenty one. Yeah, in the yeah. top fifty uh, podcast in television or how do uh, television how, film film television film. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can dream that that that'd be a good goal. You yeah. can also find all our podcasts also on Twin Peaks. Uh, unwrap.com and yes. uh, yeah thanks for listening yeah we'll be back next week with uh, episode 18 a mystery is solved on our television page we hope abc and the executive producers of twin peaks promise that this saturday they will finally answer the question who killed laura palmer really cast member ray wise isn't telling but he answered some other questions for sherry sylvester most tv viewers would be hard pressed to pick the weirdest character on twin peaks but even Peaks Freaks might point the finger at Leland Palmer, who may have the best opening lines in prime time. Oh, little too, I thought it would be a nice normal lawyer, you know, who found out his daughter was dead, really couldn't handle the grief for a while, broke down a little bit, but would come back to normal. Well, I'm still waiting for that normal phase to happen. <laughs> Actor Ray Wise may be waiting for a very long time. He says the whole thing started simply enough. This is all true now. I don't think anybody knows this, but uh, I was up originally for the part of Harry S. Truman, the sheriff in town. I'm looking for Leland Palmer. He's right over there on the phone. Sheriff Truman. I met with David Lynch and Mark Frost, and we just sat down, and, and what David and I talked about essentially were, uh, was uh, our, the first car that we owned. His was a Volkswagen, I believe. Mine was this little uh, rattle-trap Alfa Romeo convertible that I got in high school my senior year. That was the extent of the audition for Twin Peaks.
And faster than you can say, I'd like some cherry pie, please. Ray Wise was cast as Leland Palmer. So I'm going through this. Leland Palmer, Leland Palmer. Well, where in the hell is Leland Palmer? Oh, here he is. Wait. There's Leland. He's on the phone. He hears that his daughter is dead. Okay. My daughter's dead. Besides sending viewers into Who Killed Laura Palmer feeding frenzies, the series has sent Wise into some frenzies of his own. It's most obvious character changes has been in Leland's hair color, with bizarre events changing it from black to white overnight. So they bleached it out using probably the most powerful chemicals ever used <laughs> on the face of the earth. And ladies who spend a lot of time in beauty salons know what I'm talking about. Uh, you're there three or four hours. It's a pretty long routine. And, and I have to like get it done every seven or eight days because uh, my, root, my roots come in very fast. But the actor has worries that go beyond roots, like all those embarrassing scenes. I think probably the most embarrassing ones are, well, not really embarrassing, but the hardest are yet to come. <laughs> I think you got to take a look at the sixth, seventh, eighth, maybe ninth episode, and uh, you'll see some stuff that uh, is pretty extraordinary, I think. I feel happy. Begin the begin. Sherry Sylvester, CNN Entertainment News, Hollywood.